What is good, everybody? This is your guy, Manny, and this is Dynasty Overload, a fantasy podcast. I am your host for tonight, and to my right, we have Razman in the building. How you doing, brother? What up, what up, what up? Feeling good, good as always. Good deal. Below Razman, you got Sheilora in the building. What's good, brother? What's up, y'all? Ready to uh, dominate y'all in this draft, man. Let's get it on. Let's get it. So today we have a rookie mock draft for you guys. We're going to highlight round one. We're going to dissect the picks. We're going to talk about why we picked the picks. And hopefully our mock draft can help you guys in your future rookie draft coming up next month. All right. So let's kick things off with the 101. Tommy, Mr. Razman got the pick. What you got? Let's go. All right. Everybody already knows my 1-1. I'm going Mr. B. John Robinson here. Listen, this guy is consensus world beater. Doesn't matter who, where he goes, this guy is going to fit the offense. Not only that, um, he has the size, and size usually screams durability. He has soft hands, so he can he, – so, listen, he trajects to be a better Saquon, as better of a runner, a little bit lesser of a, of a pass receiver. And probably is going to be um, more equipped to uh, to last because you know Saquon's had these big injuries. Now you can't predict that, of course, but so far in his career, he's been built for tough. So let's go, Mister Mister B. John Robinson. Good Easy. deal. She, I got a question for you. Do you yes, think sir? that B. John Robinson is worth one on one in a superflex draft? So here's the thing, right? For me. Um, it's always interesting to go running back early, right? Okay. Um, I think the big thing about Bijan actually going here is the hype is so crazy that you literally are going to be able to extract quarterback value for him as well um, as you kind of go forward. Uh, but the big thing is, is your team ready to draft the running back at 1-1? And I think that's the big question that you have to be able to look into. If your team is, if this is actually your team and you didn't like tank and you're drafting Bijan Robinson, more than likely that's a mistake. You need to trade down and get as many assets as possible to really build out that team. If you don't have a team that's just a running back away or just needs an elite running back, this might not be the right pick for you. Good deal. I love it. I think you're right. Um, most times people try to draft these running backs because it's the best available talent or whatever. If you're not ready to compete, the lifespan run back is what? Four or five years. Yep. And if they're not a first one, they don't get that fifth-year option. Then you're looking at the Josh Jacobs type situation to where we don't know what happens with Josh Jacobs. You know, we don't know if he gets that second contract. He does. What if he gets in time contract? Now you're in a timeshare. And then next thing you know, two years, three years after that, you're out of the league, pretty much. So with so, the number two pick, Sheilor has the floor. Okay. So with the got? number two pick in the draft, I'm going to go with the real best running back in the draft, Mr. Jameer Gibbs. Now, why am I going with Jameer Gibbs? My thought process is very simple. Jameer Gibbs has the build and all of the different skills that make an elite PPR running back. His profile is literally Jamal Charles and Alvin Kamara. Mm -hmm. 
So he literally has the speed of Jamal Charles okay. with the hands of an Alvin Kamara. Great contact balance, definitely actually has the durability that kind of goes along with it. And is really underrated as a runner. Whenever he got major carries at Alabama, he showed up and showed out. What we've seen is a running back that's a little bit more dominant or bigger backs, typically they end up on the Zeke trajectory because they're not as elusive and they're actually taking on more hits. And when they take on more hits, they don't last as long. Gibbs is a home run hitter. He's very elusive. He's a pass catcher. He has everything that you need to actually go ahead and actually anchor your team for many years to come. And what's cool is, and the big thing, right? Because it's always, we just talked about this. How should you take a quarterback on Superflex? Not necessarily. We've seen so many quarterback busts in recent years. Look at your Trey Lance. Look at your Zach Wilson. Those guys were elite top picks. Give me the skill position, guys, because I don't want to miss that early in the draft. Jameer Gibbs is my guy. Good stuff. Good stuff. I like Jameer Gibbs a lot. He reminds me a lot about a, a lot of Alvin Kamara. He's a guy that's going to tear it up. He's a guy that has PPR upside. And if he has PPR upside, that means he can be a top 12 back in any given moment for multiple years to come. And when you grab these guys like this, you got that four or five year run. It's time to attack, try to get that championship. Even if you're drafting a guy this year and you're not ready, be ready in the next year or two. <laughs> so that way you can maximize the lifespan of these awesome backs. Tommy, any thoughts on Jameer Gibbs? I love Jameer Gibbs. I really do. Um, he's definitely the the second back in this league, uh, in, in this class. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, to me, I was watching tape of him earlier, and this guy is super amazing as far as uh, catching the ball. He uh, He's getting a lot of CMC comps, so... That's mm-hmm. a good one. That spells that that plays in favor of um, of Mr. Shilor. I will say one thing, and Shilor touched on it a little bit, and he said, uh, "Well, he, he tried to hit me on the um, taking a running back one one uh, this early." Listen, this is dynasty, guys. Most times, right. if you ended up with one one, it was by skill, you know, <laughs> not by not by the fact that you just was that bad, you know. <laughs> Honestly, if you guys. Hey, use the use the tank, you know. Uh if you can't, if, if your team was just that bad, no, you definitely shouldn't be going um running back here. You should definitely be trading down. You definitely should be requiring other pieces. But let's just be honest. Most um most of the uh of the trash teams aren't gonna be drafting here, you know. So yeah, let's go be John Robinson. Gotcha. All right. He wants B. John Robinson at one and two. Amazing. I'm just <laughs> talking about one. Sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> you talk over guys' heads. <laughs> but with the third pick of this draft, give me C.J. Stroud at three. I think he's going to be the best quarterback in this class. I think he's going to be the best quarterback in fantasy. I also think in, you know, dynasty, you know, this particular draft. Um, <clears throat> I also think that the Carolina Panthers traded up to get a guy that's 6'3". They didn't trade up for a guy that's 5'9". Okay. That's not what we're doing. We've seen how this story ends when you draft these smaller guys. I just don't see them investing that much to come up and get a Bryce Young. So give me 
CJ Stroud, he has some decent weapons in DJ Chark and Thielen. They're older, but guess what? They know what they're doing. You know, you have Miles Sanders, you have Hayden Hurst. So they've put together a nice veteran uh, receiving core around CJ Stroud. And if they can just build that offensive line, who knows? Like, this might be a really good situation. He has a pretty good defense. And you're just coming in to just kind of game manage and just try to try to make some plays, right? Um, it's not a situation where it's Houston and you're, you know, having a rookie quarterback, a rookie wide receiver. We don't know what Damian Pierce is going to do. This is a solid foundation that's being built in Carolina. And it doesn't mean that they don't draft a Zay Flowers in the second round or anything like that. So give me CJ Stroud at number three. Anybody have thoughts on CJ? I think it's a good pick. Um, I think he's probably one of the safer quarterbacks as we're kind of looking at the class as a whole um, because he has that size, because he actually has the pinpoint accuracy that you're looking for, uh, because you've actually seen him excel on the grandest uh, stage. I mean, the game against Georgia is a masterpiece of actually seeing everything that C.J. Stroud could be. And he really didn't run a lot in his career. But in that game, man, he took off when he needed to. Um, I love the pick. And I think it's definitely a, a really solid pick to have him there at three, especially in the super flex draft. I love uh, it. I, I concur. It's a great pick. Um, we were talking earlier on another show, and that's what I said about him safe. I believe he's the safest pick, and I believe that's going to make him number one as, as far as quarterbacks. Okay. okay. Good deal. Good deal. Um, number four pick we have. Tommy Taylor with the number four. I wonder where he goes. I think I know where he goes. Let's see if he does the right thing. Uh, clearly, my ticker says Raz, man, but no matter. At number four, I am going Bryce Young, guys. Bryce Young here. I like Bryce Young. And one thing that I was telling, uh, we were in a fantasy league earlier or a dynasty league earlier. And there's some couple of guys are. Um, that are not as seasoned. And one thing that I was telling them, and one of the reasons that you want to go quarterback here, that you want to go Bryce Young, is because, for one, Bryce Young has talent. If this man was was five inches or, uh, taller, he'd be, he'd be the hands-down first quarterback off the board. But regardless of that, other than that, man, if you are taking a quarterback who's probably going to be in that Texans uh, organization, probably going to start the, uh, the first year and they're going to put a lot of weapons around and try to have something kind of like what they did with, with Watson. Hey, this guy is going to hold value for years in your, in your dynasty leagues. So even if he doesn't pan out as a quarterback next year, you can still trade him for one or you can still trade him. You could probably get two ones for him this year. So this guy is going to hold value. I definitely think he's the, He's going to be your uh, one or two quarterback off the board. And one thing to Sheilor's point here is because quarterbacks are so valuable, especially in a super flex league, which most of you guys play in, uh, one of the reasons that they're so valuable is because after this draft, you'll be able to sell Bryce Young for probably more than you can sell a Gibbs who may have went before him in the same draft, in the same rookie draft. Just take that in consideration. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. When these quarterbacks hit, man, you can get whatever you want. Like, for example, I was talking to Razman, 
um, <laughs> a while back, and we were talking about uh, Trevor Lawrence. I was getting this guy in the fifth, sixth round of startups, and now he's going at the 107 to 110 range, sometimes even higher. So, yes, when these quarterbacks do hit, then you can definitely trade them for whatever you want. But I'm not going to take that chance on a lot of these quarterbacks um, after being hurt so many times, grabbing guys like Trey Lance, um, grabbing guys like Zach Wilson in startups. Never drafted Zach Wilson in any rookie startup. I mean, rookie drafts, but definitely drafted, I think, Trey Lance one time. So you just never know with these quarterbacks. For every Trevor Lawrence, there's plenty Trey Lance or even Zach Wilsons of the world. Um, you know, sometimes you get those guys like Mac Jones later in the second round or mid-round. So that's always good. So with the number five pick, Shilor, who do you have? So um, I'm actually going quarterback again. I'm going with the guy with the highest ceiling and the most upside in the entire draft. That is superstar to be Mr. Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. He is, he refers to himself as Cam Jackson. So that's a combination of Cam Newton with the size and athletic mm-hmm. ability and speed of a Lamar Jackson. And here's the thing. You saw him take off in the SEC against SEC defenses. When he takes off, they're not getting them. And a lot of that explosive skill set, and as far as excitement, you talk about someone that could maximize value, especially here at the fifth pick in a draft. This is a guy that when he hits, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be exactly what you're seeing with Jalen Hurts this year. You see somebody that has this kind of athletic ability, and I believe he's going to be the third quarterback taken. If he goes to a situation like the Colts, he's now partnered with Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. That thing can be phenomenal, and he can really take off and go to a whole different level. Now, of course, very risky. It's risk-reward when you're grabbing a quarterback like this at this particular juncture. Mm -hmm. But at five, to grab the guy that has the highest ceiling, similar to what we saw when Josh Allen was actually going in this particular range, an unknown has all this athletic ability, and now we see what Josh Allen is today. Um, similar to what we saw with Lamar Jackson even going in a range like this in startups. Um, give me all of the Anthony Richardson shares I can get my hands on. I'm going to be buying them everywhere. Uh, but when you buy them, he probably is going to be somebody that's going to be on your taxi squad. Like the ideal scenario for him is that he waits for a year, learns the system, and then comes in and is dynamic in year two. He's a long-term investment piece, but the risk is definitely worth the reward. I love it. I think that where you're getting this guy is an excellent value, and definitely he's going to be on that taxi squad. He's going to be what people want to trade lands to be. Hopefully he can be what people want to trade lands to be. And um, if he sits out the whole year in NFL, I think it bodes well for him. He needs to literally sit down, learn, grasp, the game if he comes in early like a zach wilson i'm gonna do one of these and i wish you guys the best but if he's definitely coached up if he definitely goes to the right situation if he definitely has an offensive line and if he's willing to learn and get into the room you know grasp some things he can be special but won't be me um raz <laughs> hey, this is what Anthony i Richardson. this is what i like about players like this <clears throat> ones that people have to wait on Listen, you guys know the dynasty community has no patience. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I like to do is like for players like this, 
I won't draft him if I, you know, it depends on the league or, or and what I'm doing. But in the leagues that I don't draft him in, I'm going to be sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting for that person to sour on him. And then as soon as he does, listen, I'm coming in there with a late second. Like, yo, what's up? <laughs> you want to get out that pig, right? And, and listen, and, and I love those. Listen, I saw a guy drop Spiller. You know, <laughs> completely drop split Spiller. Isaiah Spiller in the league. And you can sit here and say that, hey, well, that guy didn't do anything. Listen, he didn't even have an opportunity. So, you know, we don't know what's going on with him. For me to get a free Isaiah Spiller, let's go. So for me to get um, a low buy on a on Anthony Richardson, man, I cannot. I'm salivating, guys. I just need him to stay on that bench, ride that pine, and then I'm then I got the second waiting on you, a late second too, not even a good one. I love. Let's it. go. I, I love it. Like I said, I will not be drafting any Anthony Richardson. That's just me personally. But like. I mean, like I've done last year, didn't draft any Drake Londons, and I have tons of Drake Londons now. I have tons of Traylon Burks. A lot of times I'd rather see and overpay than just invest and nothing happens. So sometimes I'll overpay for, you know, upside. I'll overpay for a sure thing. Um, So a lot of these quarterbacks, I'm possibly not going to draft except for the safe one. And then later, and then later on, I'll make those trades, make those uh, uh, acquisitions to get guys like Bryce and Anthony Richardson. So mm-hmm. at number six, I want you guys to listen to the pronunciation of this name. Oh, here we go. <laughs> number six, give me my brother from another mother. My brother Uh-oh. from the motherland. Jackson Smith Injiba. Okay, mm. that's how you say his name. He will be on my squad. I will have plenty jsn for the americans they say jsn i say jackson smith in jiba okay he is special he is box office if you like guys like justin jefferson jamar chase this is a guy that could be one of those kinds of guys you want to get in on the front end and not the back end on the back end you will be trading two to three first for this guy when he pops but if you're smart like many of us in the fantasy community, you want to get in on this guy. I will be drafting this guy as early as two, sometimes three, depending on the league setup. If it's a one quarterback league, give me JSN. If it's a super flex league and I don't necessarily need a quarterback, I'll either, I'll either trade down to get this guy or I'm going to just grab this guy at two or three. There's no, oh, you drafted him too high. One thing you guys want to do is grab your guy. If you believe in the talent, grab your guy because there's no guarantee that you even trade down. Go ahead and trade down to six and see what happens. I'm going to grab him at four. Then what Then what are you going to do? So always grab your guy. Grab the guys that you believe in. Jackson, Smith, and Jabai is my guy. Thoughts? No, I think it's a solid pick. I mean, for me, he's my wide receiver one. Um, a lot of times if I'm in a win now, I would definitely have grabbed him as early as three. Um, as we're kind of going forward, I mean, for me, it's skill positions. Those are the safest places to go. Uh, the big news for him is very simple. Uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, Chris Olave, um, when they were asked, uh, who's the best receiver uh, at Ohio State? Literally, they say JSN. Hmm. So that's all I need to know. When you see elite level talent, you can't get your hands on Garrett Wilson. You can't really get your hands on Chris Olave without playing multiple picks. To me, it's a no-brainer. He's definitely the guy to grab. Um, so give me all the shares of him. And also, 
what was interesting is, you know, we're concerned about his 40 time. Uh, it looks like he ran between a 4.48, 4.5. Right. And that is perfect. That's exactly right. what I would wanted. I wanted to see. I was a little concerned about. So once I saw that, that literally eliminated every concern that I had about him. And I think it's a great pick. Good deal. Good deal. At the number. Great pick. Great pick. Great pick. Seven. Yeah. So right. hey, before you, um, before we get too too far into that, hey man, could you give me that pronunciation again? Jackson Smith Injiba. Hey, listen. Man. Yes. Yes. I guess you got to be born with it. But listen, um, I like JSM. <clears throat> I think he's a great talent here. Um, and I've I've been telling everybody that right here at number six is where I think there is a tear break as far as the talent goes. Mm-hmm. I want the talent in these first six picks before I want this talent in in the last six in the first round, there's a that to me there's a huge tear break. And if I am, if I only have one pick in the first round, I'm definitely trying to see what I can do and kind of get up into these rounds. No matter what you have to tell people uh, to try to flip your way into this round, tell them you know because I think these first six picks are gonna be pretty solid and are going to hold uh value for years to come in the in our dynasty leagues so for so for me i think uh there's a big i guess when i'm looking at the draft i'm seeing a big line here and you know just understand that there's a big difference between six and seven in this draft if you're getting jsn at six uh listen that, that that's that's love if you somehow get him at seven or eight you're playing with rookies so that's, that's what I'm gonna say about that. Either that, or somebody had a heart. I'm sorry. Somebody had was hard up for for Willis, or some uh, Lewis, or whatever his name is. Levi. What, what's the other quarterback's name? I can't even remember yeah. his name. Mister Le- Levi. Levis. Yeah, Levis. <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't even remember that guy. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's how. That's how much further down he is from the other three quarterbacks. Good deal. Good deal. I love it. At the number seven. Pick of the first round. We have Raz right back on the clock. Who are you going with? Okay. Now we were talking about this guy, but I'm going Will Levis right here at number seven. <laughs> but listen, to me, like he's a huge step down from the other guys. Reason I'm going with Levis here is because he is a quarterback. And last year, man, I saw I saw Malik Willis go. Uh, bottom half of the second round, and then I saw that guy get traded for multiple first-round picks in, in the league, and I'm like, yo, what's going on? But people get infatuated with quarterbacks um, because, especially in the super flex, and, and listen, guys, we're talking about this situation as it is a super flex, okay? So, because of that, yeah, I'm going Levis at seven. Like I said, because he is a, a quarterback, and because the other receivers that I, I believe, that I like him, but no one blows me away because um, that's probably what I would go next is maybe receiver. But no one blows me away. No one is JSN to me. I think there's JSN and then there's everybody else. And with that, I'm going Levis. I don't think he's a terrible quarterback. I just don't think that he excites me like the other quarterbacks. So that's my pick. Good deal. For Levis, no comment. Sheilor? Listen, he has um, tremendous upside. And when I look at him, 
there's a lot of different things to like. He has a big arm. He has some mobility. Um, a lot of times I'm still concerned about missing out on Justin Herbert. Everybody missed Justin Herbert. And we all missed Justin Herbert because it wasn't the hype surrounding him that everybody else had going into it. Um, so I think it's a great pick, great value here at seven. Uh, definitely has tremendous upside, definitely has some tools and everything to work with. Uh, but when you're playing in college and you don't have elite weapons, it makes a big difference when you're playing against elite competition. So I'm all in on Levis. I think he's a great pick here. Um, but there's somebody else that I would actually take over him at seven. And I think the tier break is actually seven for me at, at six. So I think this is a perfect segue. Uh, with the with the now eighth pick now, um, give me my guy running back Zach Charbonnet. Mister mm-hmm. Charbonnet is him, y'all. He literally was my running back one one uh, last year, and to me, he has better tape than Brees Hall. Um, think of Nick Chubb with hands. Mm-hmm. That's literally what you're looking at there with Zach Charbonnet. He is the total package. He's smooth. He's precise. Uh, he has a big body. He's ready to go and carry the load. I would love to see him actually paired with the Austin Eckler um, for the Chargers. I think that will be them actually solving the issue that they've had since Melvin Gordon left. I look at him as actually getting second round draft capital. Um, another spot I can see him excelling in will actually be Miami. He literally will blow those guys away in that backfield. So. Give me all of Zach Charbonnet. He's somebody I'm grabbing a hold of. He's under the radar. Nobody's talking about him. Uh, that's the guy that I love, and I would definitely take him anytime I get a chance, especially at eight. I'm very happy to have him there. Good deal. Rash? I, I love Charbonnet. I really do. I just believe that I'm not – listen, I think he's a cut above the rest of the running backs. I just don't think that he's so much better. Um, that you could overlook, maybe grabbing a receiver or a uh, a Levis uh, or yeah, a receiver here. Reason I say that is because, um, man, listen, there's so many running backs that you can grab them with your second pick if you got one, and I mean, and maybe one that might end up starting. You can grab running back with second and third in this particular draft. So I'm not sitting here saying that um, that I don't believe that he's uh, you know cut above the rest. I just think that he's closer to the pack than our running backs in the, in our top six. Zach Charbonnet is that dude. Um, he is right there with Bijan and Jameer Gibbs. If you miss out on this guy, you're crazy. If you're thinking you can find this guy in the second, third round, you're crazy. I will take this guy a lot of times at five or six, depending on league. I am all in on Zach Charbonnet. To me, he is literally, this guy can do some things. And if he goes to the right situation, this guy, you know, when you're looking for, you know, bell cows, right? You're looking for guys that can do all three things. Guys that are always out on the, uh, you know, field. He's one of them guys. First down, second down, third down. This is your three down back. Grab you some Zach Charbonnet uh, before it's too late. You want to get in on the front end and not the back end. But we segue to... Um, the ninth pick of the draft. I am back on the clock. Give me Jordan Addison. Everybody keeps sleeping on this guy. This guy right here, he's special. The only reason why he fell to nine 
was because somebody chose Will Levis over this guy. So <laughs> I am excited. If this okay. is how the real drafts are going to go, give me eight, nine, and 10, please. Give me Jordan Addison. This guy right here is the wide receiver two for me in this draft. And if I'm getting this guy at nine, sign me up every single day and twice on Sunday. Anybody else? Love the pick. Uh, makes all the sense. Now, for me, we talk about that safe thing, right? We saw him excel with two different quarterbacks and two different systems. So he has all the skill set. He gets the separation. Uh, for me, his comp is Devontae Smith. I think he's silky smooth. He gets in and out of routes. He catches the ball. He does everything that you want a receiver to do. Um, there's a lot of debate about him maybe even being a wide receiver one because he's played in both systems. Um, but definitely love him. If I get him at nine, I think this is a tremendous value pick, and I love it. All right. Somebody just got some breaking news. Anything we need to know? Nah, nothing that you need to know. <laughs> okay. Trash. My phone is off. Dead. I thought it was Lamar Jackson getting traded, but um, let's go ahead and go to the number 10th pick. We have Razman with the number 10. I think I know where he's going to go with this pick. What you got? I uh, might be going away from you. Uh, I'm going to go Quentin Johnson here. Yep. I'm Listen, I am not the biggest Quentin Johnson fan, but I cannot ignore his measurables, his size, and and the fact that he can do something that most other people in this in this uh, draft can't do, and that is win with size and speed. Listen, you can't teach speed, you cannot teach size. So hey, this guy looks like uh, looks like a beast out there. He has been productive. So listen, at one ten, Quentin Johnson. That's who I was guessing for you. I mean, it only makes sense if he's there at one ten. Take a stab. Is a late first. He might become something. He might not. I just think it's great value at the 110. I said, I guarantee you Raz goes Quentin Johnston right here. It just makes too much sense. Um, Sheila, what about you? Um, Y'all know I'm not on the Quentin Johnston bandwagon. And um, I just won't be taking him. Um, I would actually trade down if you're in a league that has enough time on the clock and he slides down this far. I'm anticipating him being gone, right? But if he slides down here, if you're not interested, move back. Get you a mm -hmm. second. Get your future 24 first along with it because somebody's going to come up and fall in love with the guy. He does have the size. He does have some speed. Um, it's really going to depend on the landing spot. If he goes to an elite quarterback, he's going to jump up this draft board. Uh, but just from film, I'm not a fan. I feel you. I've had the same kind of sentiment for Christian Watson. And look at Christian Watson today. Now he loses an elite quarterback, and I'm back to thinking whatever I thought about Christian Watson once again. Uh, so moving on along with the number 11 pick, Sheilor, you are on the clock. Who you got? All right, guys, I'm about to shock the world. Um, give me Taji Spears here at 11. Um, I love him. He is the PPR darling that we, we all love in Dynasty. I love him right here. I think he definitely makes the most sense. Uh, he is my consensus fourth back. Um, I think he literally showed up and showed out, and he shut it down in the senior bowl. I would love to see the Broncos grab him and actually be the Alvin Kamara in that offense. Um, I think he has tremendous upside and ability. Uh, he's going to be someone that's been a fast riser this entire process this offseason. Uh, but for me, he's my guy. 
So if I'm at 111, I know I wouldn't have another pick coming around. So I literally would snatch him up right here and stash and be happy. Um, I was one of the first ones in on Alvin Kamara coming out of Tennessee. He has that kind of skill set. Let me go grab my Tajay Spears right here. Uh, many of you guys know that Tajay Spears was my sleeper back. This guy was a guy that I was grabbing in drafts in the third round, and he continues to rise up draft boards. This is a major shocker. Matter of fact, I'm coming up with the next pick, and I don't even know what to do because this pick right here just scattered my entire board. I don't know what's going on. I'm over here second-guessing. Is my board correct? I don't even know what's going on right now at this point. This is a shocker. This is breaking news, okay? Uh, Raz, what you think about this pick? I mean, listen, to be honest with you, I love it, you know. Um, I probably wouldn't have went Spears here, but, hey, I, I love it. But this is what I'm talking about with Charbonnet, and I know you, I know what you guys were saying about him. I'm just sitting here saying that, hey, that was a lot of – if you end up – if you don't have Charbonnet, you end up with a Levis and a Tajay Spears, you're not feeling bad about yourself. That's all I'm saying. But I, I love the Spears pick. I do. I hear you. Um, that was an excellent pick. Like I said, um, shocker. I don't really know how to process, but <laughs> with <laughs> all I can tell you on that is, <laughs> he's like, man, why you tell him, why you tell the world that, man? Be quiet. Exactly. Be quiet Sorry, man. y'all. I'm I'm, a, I'm always keep it real, y'all. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna let y'all sleep on him, man. Go Hush. get you some spears. Nah, it's <laughs> hey, it is all good uh, for me. With the number 12 pick, the last pick, uh, Mr. Irrelevant of the first round, give me Josh Downs. If you're playing the PPR, this guy is going to be a guy that's going to be in the slot. He's a guy that's being disrespected right now in plenty drafts. Um, give me Josh Downs, especially if he lands in a great spot. We talk about people landing with an elite quarterback. The later you go in a draft, most times, you link up with an elite quarterback. Just imagine this guy with a Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or even some for some random reason, the Jets draft this guy. I'm just saying, I, it, this guy gets into the right situation or he goes to a team with a decent quarterback, but they are lacking receiver help. This is going to be a guy that can be targeted over 100 times this year. And if he's running these routes out of the slot we know that slot wide receivers produce well for ppr type leagues so give me all the josh downs at 12 i believe that's a major steal you can make a case and say give me downs over a guy like qj i'm just saying um tommy i mean raz man sorry hey you know what man i i, I like josh downs i do Jeez Louise, man. I mean, is everybody Devonta Smith now? I mean, these... I never said he was Devonta Smith. I got you. No, I'm just saying it's just these super extremely small wide receivers, man. I'm I'm, just, I'm going to be the last one on the train on here, on this one. Uh, I know we've already counted running backs. I would have probably won another running back here. Uh, I'm just not really in love with the receivers in the draft, but I, I, I understand why you went down. So he, he does have a lot of talent. Slot man all day long. Target monster. That's what you're looking for. I look for him being like a Jarvis Landry when he hit. When Jarvis Landry came in the league and this guy has more athletic ability and a little bit more juice uh, than a Jarvis Landry, that's my comp for him. And I think he has the skill set. When you're seeing what's going on right now in the league where you can't really grab receivers like you could, 
those guys that run that slot are the monsters uh, for PPR. And if you can grab one like this at 112, I love the pick. Um, I think it's a great pick, especially with a lot of uncertainty at wide receiver. Uh, give me Josh Downs right here. Yeah, I remember last year people told me Jahan Dotson was too small. And I got him everywhere at 112. So if history repeats itself, this could be a really good pick. Also, if I'm not getting Charbonnet in the first round, there is no other running back worth me grabbing in the first round. That's just me. That's just my board. Okay? If it's a tight end premium league, I might have gone a different route here. So this is wrapped up the first round of our mock rookie draft. What's good, everybody? Welcome to a new segment of Dynasty Overload called Manny's Breakdown. So I'm going to be breaking down uh, three teams today, and um, it's going to be real short, straight to the point. Uh, some might take more, some might take less. So let's assess this first team. Uh, this is by my guy, uh, FF Tony. It's just fantasy underscore on Twitter. You guys give him a follow. So he has a team that has Kyler Murray and Jared Goff as his quarterbacks. It's not bad. Um, Kyler Murray, when healthy, is a top quarterback in this league. Jared Goff, he's a guy that could have another good season. And then guess what? The Lions might say, hey, come on back. They might even extend this guy when it's time to pay him. I think he's solid. Um, he might not be the best quarterback, but he fits that system and he fits that offense. I like Jerry Goff there. Now, James Conner, um, he has a chance to be the starter this year and possibly be productive behind, uh, uh, behind a rookie maybe coming in. So he's a guy that has some value, but you definitely need to upgrade James Conner. We're going to talk about what we need to do to upgrade James Conner shortly. Now, you have Kenneth Walker, Excellent, excellent find there. Stephon Diggs and Garrett Wilson is a great mixture of old and young. Then this being a two tight end league, you have Mark Andrews and Robert Tanyan. Robert Tanyan is the piece that you need to upgrade. He could be serviceable, especially in a two tight end league, which is tough. Um, then you have Kareem Hunt. You have um, Juju Smith-Schuster, Dalvin Cook. So the problem with Dalvin Cook is that he might be out of Minnesota this year. He might be, this might be his last year. So you want to start to look into the future on how can you improve on Dalvin Cook? Maybe you sell him now to possibly get a pick. Um, Kareem Hunt, wherever he goes, he's going to be solid in PPR. He's definitely flex play. Juju Smith-Schuster in that offense in New England, he's going to get lots of targets and he's going to get lots of PPR type value. Now, with only having the 208 and the 311, how can you possibly improve this team? It's simple. At the 208, you draft the best available running back. There's going to be guys like Tank Bigsby there. There, There's going to be guys like Zach Evans, Kendra Miller, possibly. Um, and this being a two-tight end league, you're going to see many tight ends go within these first two rounds. So as tight ends go, it's going to drive value down. So you can get a nice running back, possibly maybe a Izzy. Um, it's available from Pitt, uh, Tajay Spears, maybe if you're lucky. So you will be able to get some kind of running back at 208, go best available. So that way you can add that guy to your group of James Conner, Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook. Now at 311, this being a two tight end league, there's going to be tight ends all through this draft. This is super, super deep tight end uh, class. Guys from Miami, uh, Penn State, um, uh, Delta Kincaid, Luke Marsgrave, uh, um, one of my favorites is Sam Laporta, so he might be available as well at 311. So grab me the best available tight end. Look at the situation. Scope out the landscape. 
whoever that Washington grabs is going to be a hot commodity. So kind of look at some of these older tight ends and then these younger guys coming in. They could possibly come in and be the guy moving forward. Now, the next team I want to dissect, let me go ahead and share my screen for that. Sorry, one second. It's interesting when you're breaking down stuff like this and you're trying to move on the fly. Um, so here's this team that's on Twitter. I'm going to use, let me see how it's showing up for you guys. I want to make sure, yes, you guys can see it. I've zoomed in on it. Um, I'm going to enjoy this breakdown. So he has Russell Wilson, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, um, A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams, Dallas Godard, D.K. Metcalf. I love the core. It's a nice core between old and young. It's good to have A.J. Brown. He's the younger guy. So you can tell this is a win-now roster, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, when you're in win-now mode, you got to go get it. Now, um, he has an IDP spot, uh, just one IDP spot. has a kicker. Doesn't, nobody cares about the kicker. Now, this being a, a one-quarterback uh, league, I'm guessing this might be a – maybe possibly 14, 16-man type league based off of how the roster is constructed. But Matthew Stafford is a solid guy uh, behind Russell Wilson. You have Trey Lance and Sam Howell, two guys that are young that you can possibly, uh, that could possibly become something. And they hold value, especially if it's a 16-man or 14-man where it's one quarterback, but you're always going to need another quarterback. So it's good to kind of have young guys in the pipeline. Also, Mike White, insurance to Tua Tagovailoa, I love it. Excellent, excellent find there. I love the situation this year for David Montgomery. He's there with uh, DeAndre Swift, who I don't trust so much. So I expect David Montgomery to get much, much love this year. I mean, when you have a Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler, you're not going to need much out of David Montgomery. But he's good insurance to have just in case one of those two guys go down. The Ernest Johnson is a guy that could be something in Jacksonville, he's, if he's able to beat out Hasty, So we don't know what happens there. DJ Dallas, you can drop, unless this is a deep league. You have Kenneth Walker, amazing. This is an amazing roster so far. Jarvis Landry, you can go ahead and drop him. He has no more value. Brandon Cooks, Amari Cooper, I love those two. That's a package. I think that both guys are going to give you wide receiver two appeal this year. Uh, Hodges is a great uh, stash. Uh, Devontae Parker, uh, it might be time to move on from him. Uh, Tanya and Hayden Hurst, um, these are two guys that could possibly do something. I like Hayden Hurst a lot, but Tanya, I'm out on him going to Chicago, run, uh, run first team and playing behind a guy like Cole Komet. Chig, I love Chig a lot. Chig has a chance to be the number one tight end for the Titans this year if they don't sign anybody else or draft anybody else. I love the taxi. I love the stash of J Jelani Woods. I think he's going to end up being one of the better tight ends in the league. Now, looking at your 23 picks, you have the 106, you have the 406, and the 407. What can you really do in this draft? At the 106, you got to go best available. You might get lucky, even in the one quarterback league, that JSN falls to 106. You're going to go position player. There's no need getting a quarterback there, right? So, Potentially in a one-quarterback league, you're going to have guys like um, B. John Robinson and Gibbs go one and two, right? You're going to have guys like JSN, Addison, Quinton Johnson. For those that are in on him, I'm more out than in on him. I love uh, Zach Charbonnet. He might be available for you at six. So at six, get the best available talent there. And if you want to sell the pick for a ransom, maybe somebody is offering you 224 uh, first, you do that. So 
106 is a perfect spot to be even in the one quarterback league. And then at 406 and 407, the best talent available is most likely going to be tight ends. And it's okay, even though this is a one tight end league and you can flex another, there's nothing wrong with grabbing two tight ends who could possibly be something in the fourth round and you just stash those guys on your taxi. Maybe you grab a tight end that you like or you grab one of these handcuff type running backs. So if it's a running back that's coming in, let's say, for example, the Minnesota Vikings, right? You have Dalvin Cook. He's about to go. You have Madison. He might be the guy. Whoever that the Vikings draft might be a guy that you want to go ahead and grab at the 407 or 406 and just stash that guy just in case Dalvin Cook ends up leaving this year. Then you have a guy who slots into that second spot. I did the same thing with Jerome Ford in a lot of spots last year. And look at it today. Jerome Ford is currently the uh, Browns number two running back on that squad. So I'm going to stop sharing for now. And I have one more team to go over. And I'm excited for this next one that I'm about to do, honestly. So let me go ahead and make this smaller. Let me go ahead and find this last team. And like I said, I'll be doing more and more of these breakdowns. And uh, yeah, these breakdowns will definitely be a part of um, Dynasty Overload's segments and um, you know podcasts moving forward. So I'm going to find this last breakdown, and we're going to have fun with this one. Give me a moment to find it. Um, when I put this out on Twitter, I had several people saying, hey, Manny, I want you to break down my team. I want you to break down my team. So that's what I decided to do. And so far, so good. I've been having fun with this thing. And uh, we're going to continue uh, to keep this thing going. I'm so sorry, guys. You guys bear with me. All right. So here is the next um breakdown here let's go ahead and share the screen and knock down this last breakdown and then we'll go ahead and end this thing all right so this next guy his name is john guises and he says um if you're doing that want to do mine as well he says my team is mediocre with trash running backs no depth at quarterback but top two quarterback are tennis um he also says uh no, his quarterbacks have no depth i'm sorry he has no depth at quarterback and um, he has two top 10-ish wide receivers, no top tight end. Oh, and first five picks this year. So when you're looking at a team that is mediocre, number one, that means you are a rebuild. That means that you most likely tanked, right? So if you most likely tank and you have no quarterback depth whatsoever, that means you have to prioritize quarterback. Now, you also have to go best available. So if I'm this guy having two top 10 wide receivers, we're, we're going to leave the wide receivers alone until later on in the rookie draft. He does have a top tight end, so that's something to kind of work with. So what we're going to do here is we're going to target quarterback and we're going to target running back. So at 101, obviously, you want to go ahead and draft you a Bijan Robinson at the 101. At the uh, 102, you want to go ahead and grab um, C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young whichever or Anthony Richardson, whichever quarterback you believe in most. For me, I'm going C.J. Stroud every single time. So give me C.J. Stroud at the 102. Now at the 104, this is where it gets interesting. You have another choice to get another quarterback. If Bryce Young is there at 104, you grab a Bryce Young. If you like Anthony Richardson at 104, you grab. So you can go quarterback at two and four with B. John Robinson at one. But what I would do at four, I'm grabbing JSN. If he's available, give me JSN. He has a chance to be that next Jamar Chase, that next Justin Jefferson type guy. So you grab him at 104. And then now, possibly in the future, you can have three top 10-ish wide receivers, right? 
So you have your top a running back who's going to be a dynasty running back. You have a possibly the the top wide uh, quarterback. I mean, and then now you you know you grab me something nice at four, at eight. Since you don't have running backs, a guy like Zach Charbonnet could be there at eight. You grab that talent. If not, you can grab you a guy like like a Jordan Addison. Um, maybe a Will Levis falls to eight. So you have options here. You need to come out of this draft with two quarterbacks in the first round, two running backs, or two running backs in a receiver or two receivers in a running back. So you have to come out with two quarterbacks and three skilled position players with one being John Robinson. So you have a solid foundation moving forward. Now you have four picks in the second round. You have the one, the seven, the nine, and the 10. This is what you do. At the 201, you want to grab the top running back there. You can grab you a Devin Chain. You can grab you, grab you a guy like a Kendra Miller. Just all about the flavor of guy that you want. Maybe you want to grab you a Zay Flowers. That's a possibility. Or you want to grab you a Josh Downs. That's a possibility. At 7, 9, and 10, best available in the third round. What I would do is grab the top tight end available there just to kind of solidify your tight end group, whether it's tight end premium or not. Or maybe you just grab another running back. Uh, this is a running back draft, so you should be able to come out of the second round with three more running backs and a receiver. And then at three, uh, three or one, you want to grab best available talent. It could possibly be another running back. So you are in good shape to kind of start to rebuild this team. Uh, in the fourth, uh, oh, and then you said you also have four uh, first you know, 24 and four seconds of 24. It's a great building block. Keep, keep building this team. Maybe next year you fight for Caleb Williams and a Marvin uh, uh, um, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, solid, solid uh, um, assets that you have. And you can even sell some of your seconds for future 24 first. There's going to be guys thirsty for that uh, 201. You can possibly grab another 24 first. So, guys, this has been um, another segment of Manny's Breakdowns. I'll be doing more of these. I um, hope you guys enjoyed it. And I'll catch you guys on that next segment. I'm out. Peace.